Well, here I am on this island everyone calls mysterious and frightening, and I hope you are as curious as I am to find out if any of the stories are true. I tend to be skeptical. I have a bunch of older brothers who loved making up stories to terrify me, and I quickly learned not to believe any scary story anyone ever told me. I suppose it's odd to begin a travel blog by saying that no one comes here, but before I can begin to describe the unique charms and dark mystique of Caplachat Noir, I really have to start with that fact. No one comes here. Of course, no one really believes the island is cursed, but there are too many frightening stories from its past to ignore. The dozens of Spanish ships that mysteriously sank off the island shores in the 1600s, the rumors of dark magic rituals, the stories that many believe to this day of the living dead walking the island in broad daylight. If you're an adventure traveler like me, those all seem like good things. But the fact is, no one has paid much attention to this island of whitewashed shacks, tall pine forests, fishing villages, and eccentric islanders, despite the fact that you can almost reach out and touch the place from the Outer Banks beaches of South Carolina. Located a hop, skip, and a splash from the Cape Hatteras National Seashore, vacationers have avoided Cap Le Chat Noir like, shall I say it, a black cat crossing their path. For you history nerds, here's the 411. The island was annexed by the English sometime around 1650. They had little interest in it, too small and too far from the mainland. Most English settlers chose the Roanoke colony to the north, and we all know how that worked out. Small groups of nomadic American Indians found their way to the island. Spanish pirates arrived later, sometimes unhappily because they watched their ships go down just offshore. Yes, this part of the ocean is known as the Graveyard of the Atlantic. You can Google it. Don't bother to look for a reason why all the ships sank. No one can tell you. But this was the beginning of the island's bad reputation. When French traders arrived and heard the stories, they gave the island its unlucky name. I haven't been able to find out what they were trading, most likely rum or some concoction like it. The islanders I've met seem to drink from morning till night, and if that's your idea of travel adventure, go ahead. Pack your bags. I've saved the best, or worst, for last. Here's the most interesting historical detail, and it's definitely creepy, especially with frightening forecasts of a big hurricane heading this way. I don't want to talk about the hurricane now. I'm pretending it's not going to happen. You see, Le Chanoir was devastated by one of the most powerful storms in hurricane history. It was the Labor Day hurricane of 1935, and I have every finger crossed that history is not going to repeat itself now. I heard the story of that dreadful hurricane shortly after arriving at Cap Le Chanoir and stepping off the bouncing wooden dock. Believe me, folks, it did not exactly make me feel as if a welcome mat had been put out for me. The jeep taxi to take me to my hotel was late. Squinting in the bright sunshine, I glanced around. The dock area seemed to be deserted, except for two ragged-looking fishermen setting off in a tiny flat-bottomed skiff. Definitely no official tourist greeter waiting with a rum punch or even a friendly smile. I spotted a tiny brown shack across the dirt road with a signed tea shop, so with suitcase, laptop case, and camera in hand, I made my way there to wait for my ride. Inside, the room was dimly lit, with red neon lights over the mirror at a bar and small glass lamps on each table. The tables were round cylinders like conga drums, 
Wall posters from tea companies provided the only cheeriness. I liked a poster that showed a grinning Chinese child holding a big steaming cup and the words, How long since you oolong? The place was totally empty. I took a seat at a table near the bar. I coughed, hoping it might summon someone from in back. A wooden overhead fan squeaked as it slowly made its rounds. An old woman emerged. White bristly hair under a black bandana, pale skin tight over her cheekbones, silvery gray eyes, little hunched over. She wore a long black dress. Not exactly island wear. Without asking, she set a cup of dark tea down on my table with quavering hands. Thank you. My voice sounded muffled in the heavy air of the tiny room. The squeaking fan seemed to grow louder. Why have you come? Her voice was velvety smooth, much younger than her looks. Not exactly a friendly hello, huh, folks?